0: We are less than a week away from everybody's mock drafts being wrong. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grossi, and we are doing First Round Mock Draft 2.0! Uh, here's the dealio. Here's what we're looking at for next week. So we're going to go through uh, one final iteration of the first round. Uh, I, I mixed uh, some... Some players around here. This is without trades. I'm going to be doing like a balls to the wall, like with crazy trades uh, the week, the day of the draft next week. I'll put that out early on Thursday. Um, And then next week we'll be looking at is some of the top linebackers that you'll see in day two, uh, and maybe some offensive or defensive tackles as well. Also, the 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 top five people I think the Packers will definitely go for who most likely is going to be there for the Packers to pick at number 30 if they decide to do so. But before we get to that, I got to do some shout outs because lots of peeps be showing their love over at patreoncom Grossley comedy. And I gotta say, while it is always appreciated, it's kind of a little bit more appreciated now, considering all the craziness that's going on. And so the fact that you decide to, to spend your money and support me uh, is is greatly, greatly appreciated. And so with that being said, Thank you to Aaron Imbragulio, Melinda Montez, Lawrence Braley, and of course, Jim B. A big thank you to the four of you and thank you to all of you over at patreon.com slash I also want to do a special shout out um, to Yankee and Kraut, who is a brewery in Germany, who was able to get me some uh, samples of their beer, which was delicious. So a big shout out to you guys. Uh, that was that was really awesome. So again, thank you to everybody. Um, really, really appreciate it. So that being said... Um, I would say that this mock draft isn't as sexy. There's one big, big change uh, that I had that I could see happening actually on draft day. Um, but let's let's just just get into it. I should have just stop talking. Number one, we got the Bengals. Nothing crazy here. We're going with Joe Burrow again. There's no reason for the Bengals to trade out of this position. Uh, Joe Burrow is their franchise QB, much to most likely his chagrin. Joe Burrow was above and beyond the best QB this year. And the Bengals would literally just have to accidentally submit the wrong name for them not to get Joe Burrow, which now that I think about it, I should probably redo this whole mock draft because that's pretty likely. Then at number two, you got the Washington Redskins, and I have them sticking with Chase Young, the edge from Ohio State. Again, I I think he's the best guy on the board, and he is a game-changer. He they, the Redskins could potentially go with a quarterback here, but you know I think Dwayne Haskins he he showed some potential. He also had like no team around him, so I think uh, give him another year uh, and potentially build around him during this draft, and they'll be just fine. Then at number three, I got the Lions taking Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson. I originally had them going cornerback here, but the more I think about it, you know obviously they they already picked up a corner after a losing slay. And I, and I think that Isaiah Simmons they, they've they had to address linebacker for such a long time, they haven't have done it in the early rounds, that's what I said in the last mock draft I feel like they're just going to pull the trigger finally and they're going to get a star on defense, but they'll find a way to ruin him. Number four, you got the New York Giants who, it, there's potential that they go Okuda here, but I'm going to stick with them having Tristan Wirfs, the o- offensive tackle from Iowa they're going to need to create running lanes for Saquon Barkley, they're also going to need to protect Daniel Jones which makes a lot of sense, but the Giants often don't make a lot of sense, so they also could be another one that's just like, let's go get a kicker. Then number five, you got the Miami Dolphins with Tua Tungvailoa. Is that how you say it now? All right. I I thought I said it right the last time. People were like, "Mm, there's a tongue in there. Well, you know what? You know who I'm talking about, that guy. There's been some talks about them going for Herbert, but I feel like Tua has been projected to go to Miami for so long. I feel like they're just going to pull the trigger on him. They're going to get their franchise QB and all will be well in the world until they find some way to ruin him because they don't have an offensive line. Then number six, you got the L.A. Chargers. Here you go. I have them going Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State, and not going QB here. Now, here's why. One, I still think they can get a QB in the second round. I still think that there's people like Jordan Love who might be around in the early second. They also could trade back up into the late first round to go and get Jordan Love. Obviously, they're talking about rolling with Tyrod Taylor, which nobody believes. And there's a very good chance that the people are talking about them trading up. But for me, I was looking at this. If they wanted to trade up with the Lions, because that's been like the most common draft that's been mocked, the Chargers would have to give up a first, a second, and most likely a fourth. There there goes their draft capital. Now, obviously, if they think that he's their franchise QB, they could go and they could even trade up and get someone like Tua. But um, for me, I think that they're gonna they're gonna go and build that defense out even more. Obviously, you have Derwin James in the secondary. You put Okuda back there, then that secondary is incredibly scary. And you know they got burnt two years ago, real real bad, by the Patriots in the playoffs. They're gonna be looking to get back into playoff contention. They obviously do need a quarterback. Um, they have a, a bunch of holes on this team at this point, but. I, I think they can get their QB later. Then number seven, I got the Carolina Panthers going with Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn, who is absolutely a stud. I think it's going to be the process of rebuilding that defense, and I think that they they get a great pick here. Then number eight, the Cardinals. I'm going to stick with my former pick here, and they go Makai Becton, the offensive tackle for Louisville. They need to protect Kyler Murray and make sure he doesn't get murdered behind that offensive line. The offensive line played better this past season because Murray wasn't dead. But I think just to build it up a little bit more, uh, they're going to need to go offensive tackle here in the top 10. Then number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a couple options here, but I think they're going to go with CJ Henderson, the cornerback from Florida, just because it's easy. He's, he's right down the block. You might as well go get him. But honestly, they need a cornerback. That's one of their biggest needs on the team. And they have a multiple picks within the first round. I think the first one they'll do is cornerback. Then number 10, the Browns, who knows what the hell they're going to do. But as I said before, staying with the same pick here, they're going to go with Andrew Thompson, Thomas, the offensive tackle from Georgia. They need to make sure that Baker Mayfield is the future and he stays alive. I don't know if he is. And I mean, listen, if Herbert falls this far, they might. I wouldn't put it past the Browns to pull the trigger on them just because they're the Browns or someone trade up with them. Um, But I feel like they'll go offensive tackle here. But again, they also might decide to go to speedy wide receiver, even though they said the OBJ rumors weren't true. But at this point, who knows? Then at number 11, you got the New York Jets. I feel like they'll just go with C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver from Oklahoma, arguably the best wide receiver in the draft and also a phenomenal target for Sam Darnold, who for me has a ton of potential, you know, and it just gives him another weapon who they're seriously lacking. Cause they really don't have any weapons on that team, but CD lamb will be a nice addition. Then number 12, you got the Las Vegas Raiders almost at Oakland. And they're going with Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama. Again, arguably the top wide receiver. If th- This is just going to be wide receiver after wide receiver. Uh, you-, you need Derek Carr, someone to throw the ball to. I almost pulled the trigger in the Raiders picking up um, Justin Herbert, but I didn't. I didn't. Because obviously like there was all those rumors that they were going to trade up and get Kyler Murray, and that didn't pan out. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I went back. I mean, Derek Carr played pretty damn well. He had, like, almost 70% uh, completion rating and also, like, was pretty damn good last year. So I think those uh, narratives are a little overblown. So I said they'll just go wide receiver here. Number 13, you have the 49ers, who might not go receiver here, but in this scenario, I do. They'll just go with Henry Ruggs III, the speedy guy out of Alabama. And again, nice... What I said last time, I said Jimmy Garoppolo will give someone else to overthrow, but I mean, he's pretty darn fast, so maybe he won't overthrow him. Then number 14, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them going running back uh, last time, but I feel they'll go offensive tackle here with Jedrick Wills from Alabama because they're going to need to protect their 43-year-old quarterback. Really not much left to say about that, because he's old and he will burst into dust if he gets tackled too hard. Then number 15, the Broncos. Yeah, they need a a wide receiver. And while I expect them to go wide receiver here, if Javen Kinlaw, the defensive tackle from South Carolina, is still sitting there, I think this is a no-brainer. This guy, I think, has top 10 written all over him. I understand that the Broncos might go at this point with like a Justin Jefferson. Hell, they might even trade up a little bit if they wanted to get their wide receiver. But... In this case, considering how deep the wide receiver class is this year, I think they'll just wait and they'll get a dynamic playmaker here at 15. Then, number 16, you have the Atlanta Falcons. I'll have that go with Clavion Chasian, the edge from LSU. They have needed an edge rusher since, you know, their drafts really don't go so well uh, when they decide to go get edge. And so because of that, I think they'll boast their defense a little bit because, I mean, what the hell else is wrong with the Falcons? A lot. But, I mean, I guess this would help. Then you have the Dallas Cowboys at 17, whose offense really wasn't a problem last year. It was that defense and getting after the quarterback. So I feel like I'll go with A.J. Impinenza, the defensive end from Iowa, to help out a little bit. Then at 18, you got the Miami Dolphins, who again, I keep seeing mocks of them trading up. It really doesn't make sense. Unless a team catapults them, like them sitting at five, they could get Tua or they can get Herbert. So it really doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put that out there. But here I'm going to have to go with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU, be a great slot target. They obviously already have Devonte Parker for Tua to throw the ball to. And now they're going to add the big guy, Justin Jefferson, who will just be an absolute stud, uh, just catching lots of balls from Tua. Then number 19, you got the Vegas Raiders popping up again. I feel they'll go linebacker here. That's uh, been a big hole in their defense for a while. They'll go with Kenneth Murray, who is a run stopper. You know, he's not bad in coverage, not a Patrick Queen in coverage, but... uh, you know the, the Raiders love their hard-hitting guys, and that's exactly what Kenneth Murray is. Then number twenty, I got the Jaguars again. I feel like they'll go and boast up that secondary with Xavier McKinney, the safety. Uh, and again, this is just the Jaguars has had so much talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Leave again. I could also see them going wide receiver or offensive tackle sometime in the first round to protect. Gardner Minshew and his mustache, but for me, you know they could build up that that defense and they could go later in the rounds with an offensive tackle or wide receiver. Then at twenty one, you got the Eagles who are also needing linebacker help, and that's why I'm going to have them go with Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU. Great coverage guy, not much of a run stopper, but exactly what the Eagles ordered. Then at twenty two. The Vikings. I went back and forth with this. I originally had them going with Ezra Cleveland um, because, you know, they're they're starting left tackle. Who knows of how long, much longer he's going to be there. But here, I'll have them go with cornerback and I'll go with Christian Fulton from LSU to, obviously, Xavier Rhodes is gone, and so they're going to need somebody to step in there. And that means number 23, the New England Patriots. Yes, this is all worked out according to Pan. I feel like they're going to go with Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon, and... Here's how I feel about Justin Herbert. I could see him going in the top 10, but I can also see an Aaron Rodgers-esque fall because there have been times where he is wildly inconsistent, and I feel like that inconsistency might scare people and might scare teams and cause him to drop. And if you look at this, you know, besides the... The, the Dolphins and the Chargers, there's really not a ton of other teams that pick before the Patriots that really need a quarterback. And I feel like the Patriots can also just wait because I feel like a Jordan Love or a Herbert will just fall to them. So for me, I, I think the Patriots get their guy and everyone cries. Then you got the Saints at 24. I feel like they'll go with Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. They also need to work on that secondary after, you know, getting burnt by Kirk Cousins in the wildcard game. Guys, really? 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 But yeah, that secondary could use some work. They could technically go with another wide receiver across from Michael Thomas, but here I feel like the more immediate need is defense. Then at number 25, you got the Minnesota Vikings again. And here's where I think they're going to go wide receiver and go Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor. Mims has amazing hands and has goes up and gets those 50-50 balls, and some of the catches are absolutely astounding. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is no longer there, and so they got Adam Thielen and... about it. So yeah, I feel like they'll go wide receiver. Um, and again, they could go offensive tackle here, but here the Vikings just need another smoke screen to mask the fact that they overpaid Kirk Cousins. So yeah, they'll go get wide receiver. Then at number 26, you got the Dolphins again, who I feel will go offensive tackle here with Josh Jones. So again, in every single one of these mock drafts, I have them going offensive tackle, wide receiver, and QB. And I think they could do that from all of their positions. I don't think they need to trade up for any of these guys. So I feel like that they literally, again, they're another team that can just let the draft. It could just happen to them, and they can have guys fall right into their lap because they're they're picking pretty at, at all their spots. Then I got the Seahawks going with ter gross matos, the edge from Penn State. They need that Legion of Boom to come back, and quickly, and an edge rusher will be just that. Obviously, we don't know what's going on with Clowney. I don't know if they're going to re-sign him, and so here... They'll get gross my toes. Then, to 28, the Ravens obviously need a linebacker, but here I'm going to have them go with Caesar Ruiz, the offensive lineman from Michigan, because they also have some need at offensive line, and of course you want to protect the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, and I feel like that's exactly what they'll do here. Then, at number 29, I got the Titans going with Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle from... USC and again another reason they 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 could go on defense if they really want to they could get another edge rusher um but I feel like they're gonna go and protect Ryan Tannehill and also you know with them franchise tagging Derrick Henry they're gonna want to make sure that they can create those running lanes then at number 30 I got the Green Bay Packers they're also gonna go offensive lineman Well, oh, that's three in a row and they're gonna go Isaiah Wilson the offensive tackle from Georgia because again Ricky Wagner at this point he's he's a Band-Aid over at right tackle, Bakhtiari's contract is up next year. It just makes sense. They can learn from Bakhtiari, and you could just put him over at right tackle, and that'd be pretty good. Then 31, you got the 49ers. I have them making the same pick, which is Ross Blacklock, the inf- inside defensive lineman from TCU. Guy uh, I feel like has a really, really high ceiling. I also thought about potentially having the Packers uh draft him, which is a possibility, but I think that the 49ers obviously getting rid of some of their defensive guys like Forrest Buckner, they're going to want to replace uh, and that, keep that defense young and terrifying. Then finally at number 32, the chiefs, while I had them going with an offensive tackle, a lot of them have been taken already in this mock. And so I had them going cornerback with Jalen Johnson. And that just, again, makes sense to improve that secondary a little bit. I know they re-signed Brashawn Breeland for a little bit, but uh, they're going to want some more permanence at that position, and it just makes sense to make that defense a little bit better because if there was any weak points with them, it was the defense. But let me know what you think about this mockdown in the comments below. Are you like, top? there's no way that Justin Herbert's fallen that far, but it happened to Aaron Rodgers. Not comparing the two, but... Again, you have a bunch of teams who don't need a QB. There's some that could pull the, pull the trigger on I mean, hey, the Bucs could. The Buccaneers technically could. If they're like, hey, we could get Herbert and we could have him sit behind Tom Brady for a few years, that might work out. It just In, in this mock, he just fell. Let me know what you think. You can always find me at tomgrassicomedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout-out and thank you to all the Patreon members or at Patreon.com slash Comedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi, and as always, Go Pack Go!